0: All right, we are back live on the Wetdown Radio. Uh, not being not being uh, broadcast at live yet, but when, when we get when we get big enough, we'll have our own radio station. We'll put all those radio stations out of business. But we are here joined by Jermel Walker. Jermel, welcome to the podcast, dude. Happy to have you.
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited. Very excited.
0: All right. Happy New Year, Kevin. And Aaron, and Jermell, you as well. But uh, happy New Year's, boys. Uh, first podcast of 2021. Uh, how would you guys celebrate the holidays? Uh, I celebrated it pretty well. I uh,
2: I was actually, you know, I never really felt, I don't know, New Year's Day didn't really, like, excite me too much. And then for some reason this year with how shitty 2020 has been, it's just been kind of like a relief. But it was good. How about you, Aaron?
3: Relief? Did you, did you take a shit? <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's just, what it felt like, man. I don't know. I just there's so much fucking. the constipation piece, man. Come on. No, it's just like I believe COVID doesn't exist
0: anymore now that it's 2021. Yeah, I know. No, right? I mean, it's gonna it's, it's gonna all
3: disappear. Like let's all hope, you know. I don't know. We got that new strain to watch out for. So at least that's what the media told me. I don't know. I'm afraid. I'm afraid now. So it's fine. Um, But yeah, no. I, Aaron, what'd you do I, for the new year? For New Year's, I kind of just sat around the same as uh, Kevin there. We we, 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 did, we had a few rebirth wins on COD, but that was about it. We, we took that easy. We didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> then we, had, we, had to, we had a couple clutch moments with some randos. It was a good time. You know, us just moving through houses, having a fun fun night. But, uh, yeah, that was a simple New Year's Eve for me. I mean, I'm excited for 2021. I think it's going to bring some some fun moments for us absolutely
0: i officially had my uh my tooth extraction uh scheduled if you're if you've been listening to the podcast for a few weeks you'll be aware of the saga so january 14th we're, we're getting it out and uh, i'm i'm hoping that they that they pump me full of that oxy i remember for my wisdom teeth we were talking about uh how, how they're going to they're going to put me out for it and my when i got my wisdom teeth out a few years ago Literally it was fantastic. They put the needle in my arm. I was talking about dinosaurs or some documentary I watched on Discovery Channel the night before. I got halfway through the conversation, fell asleep. Woke up, what felt like two minutes later, and I was high as a kite, man. I can see how people get addicted to that shit. Not to, uh, I'm I'm certainly not making fun of opioid addiction, but uh, I can I can definitely understand how how people. You, you sound, sound like an eighteen-year-old
2: boy going through puberty, waiting to like lose his virginity or something. <laughs> no, you're so excited <laughs> to get your fucking tooth pulled. I can't lie; I do
1: agree with you on the whole, like seeing how you can get addicted to it. Because I had blood clots like a couple of years ago, and they—I was having pain, and they freaking injected that shit into my arm, and it was just the—it was the high felt amazing, like just the like. Feeling it go through your body, I was just like, damn, I can see why people get addicted to this that
0: crazy euphoria of weird. Yeah, like it's just like, I oh. really, I literally I woke know. up and was like, hey, can we do that again? I
3: had a morphine, I had, I had so they gave me morphine after they were put the rods in my arm and all the shit that they did man i was on that for like two months (laughs) taking pills every couple of hours just because the pain was that bad like it was a bad surgery dude like they messed me up pretty bad so i don't know dude my mom
0: wouldn't even give me prescription strength tylenol my mom was so afraid that i was going to
3: be addicted she actually she came to me she's gonna be mad if she listens to this but she came to me when i was taking those pills she's like aaron i think you're starting to develop a problem (laughs) like no mom i'm not i'm just in a lot of fucking pain okay (laughs) but i'll get
1: rid of this find a different way to
3: do that's why my mom
0: wouldn't even my my drinking (laughs) problem
1: it's easy though it's easy like it was when i when it went through my veins i I was like man i feel alive like this is wild like and then when i was at home and kind of dealing with the pain you just want a little fixed you know like i mean i know it sounds bad but it's like
3: when life is beating you up, you look for that outside peace. Sometimes stay away from just drugs. Like anything, a band aid, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's some, that's some dangerous
0: it's... shit. Don't don't fuck around with that. No, never, dude. Like, it's and no way are
1: supporting it. We're just saying that. Yeah, you I
0: understand? think it's understood.
3: No, I think it's understood. <clears throat> if all the people that know us that, and they'll vouch for us too. If the people that are strangers and think that we're fucking supporting it, then you're an idiot. <laughs> like, we'll just leave it at that.
0: We're... <laughs> The, the wetdown is gonna get canceled for supporting opioid use. Not even, dude. At least the well, tweakers
3: will have something to listen to. We like just use drugs. We that. don't abuse
0: them.
2: <laughs> yeah, <And> thanks. <other> <laughs> I mean, I know. A legal thing disclaimer.
0: To say. Legal disclaimer: that nobody on the Wetdown podcast supports illegal opioid use or opioid Absolutely abuse. Absolutely not.
3: Nope. Absolutely not. That's no not. abuse at all. <laughs> None. <laughs> <laughs> Just as I'm wearing a violent gentleman hockey fucking sweatshirt, that's okay.
2: <laughs> no abuse at all, guys. But yeah, uh, I, I always wonder when I wear those shirts. I'm like, do think people think I like domestic violence or something like that? Like, what, like, what do they think of you when you wear a violent gentleman T-shirt if they don't know the brand or where it's from? I don't know. I you think know. people laugh at you when they see that you're wearing a violent shirt because they're like, he's too pretty to wear one of those. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's usually the ugly Kevin with wear- the. Like me, dude. You like, usually like put the pretty food. ones on the covers, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude, he's got one. the
0: fresh fade. He is looking handsome
3: today. And the hard part, man. Savage. Look at that. Look at those cheekbones, that jawline structure, man. Is... <laughs> he's a... We got to get our own him. bottle of water. Yeah, dude. We got to get our own bottle of water with a brand on it so he can just pose for it while he drinks. Oh, fuck <laughs> off of <dude>. him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, man.
3: Oh, yeah. So, Jamelle, this is what we do on this show. I think oh, you're starting is, on This is you, awesome. Would, you've listened not to it. I
1: will be doing anything else right now. Absolutely. Oh,
3: that's good. That sound that makes me feel good. I didn't expect you to say something like that. Thanks for the tummy stick moment. Now y'all oh, all got to come out to Texas. Warm.
1: We, do a live, we do a live show like, from a living room or something.
0: Oh, like, that's awful. soon, man. That's what I want. If Dude, you don't have, to, too, you don't have to persuade us to come to Texas. <laughs> We well, got, I might that's the future
2: plans
3: here. That's the future plans. Hopefully, by the summertime, <laughs> we'll be big enough and ready to move into Texas. <laughs> I'm ready.
1: I mean, we got good whiskey. We got we just we got good barbecue. That's the best. Every time I'm there, every
3: time. Hey, got I'm rid
2: there. of that fucking asshole, Corey Perry. So that's a plus. Oh, correct. I'm glad we got rid of his ass. That was good. That yep. was good.
3: yeah. He only went to a team that I can't stand. Dustin's favorite team. It's okay. I,
2: I can't stand the guy. Period.
3: <laughs> Dustin's the kind of guy that likes the Canadians just to be the guy who likes the Canadians, <laughs> not because of anybody who's <laughs> no. Listen, the legends that
0: played there just because everybody listen, else. Hates them. <laughs> I got when I when I picked the Canadians. I wasn't really familiar with the whole this hockey NHL scene, but we we were going up to Montreal for Easter every year. Um, I knew it was big up there. I'm like, all right, well. uh, I guess these will be my guys now. And then, uh, once I started to get into hockey, I'm like, once I got into hockey, I'm like, oh motherfucker, really?
3: <laughs> you can always bail out, dude. Come to the come to the greener.
0: I got my I you. got my predators the hat there from the when, when I went to Nashville. I got my predators yeah. hat right there from when I went to Nashville. Yeah. So you're a That's... canadians fan too. Yeah, he's. A I'm Canadian. a Canadians fan, but I I I enjoy other teams doing, doing well. You just
2: pick like all the fucking teams that everybody fucking hates, and you're like, oh yeah, that's a good team. Let's <laughs> do that one. Like, yeah, you didn't <laughs> do that with I, Manchester United, man. You I, didn't do that I with Man U.
1: I never really got into hockey until I went to school in the window, and I'm just like, well, this is actually a thing. I mean, we got you know in Florida, we got the 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 Lightning, and yeah,
3: you got the Panthers too in Miami and yeah, Sunrise. Too, but yeah, it's just, Sunrise, Florida worked for
1: them. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, you know, we don't do hockey like that really at all. Yeah, that was that's
3: that's a difficult piece. Definitely a difficult thing. Down but it's funny, I don't understand, it's understand it. Yet. Yet. So funny, what's your baseball
2: wild. team then, Dustin, if you don't mind me asking? I don't really follow
0: baseball that much, but uh, Yan- Yankees just because I'm a homer. See, exactly. My point is proven, guys. You heard it here. <laughs> He picks everything. Yeah, dude, team. but, I'm, <laughs> dude, but I'm, from New, I'm from New York. I'm from New York, so I'm allowed that. that one's. – I'm at least allowed to be a Yankees fan. But you're yeah, a Florida uh, fan too, though. Here, listen, I'll tell you the story when, about being a Florida fan. I'm I'm being And, and then the, the game after, are, are you kidding, kidding me? me? Another hated like, team? Let me tell like, you like, – Let me tell the story about how I'm, how I'm a Florida fan. Uh, I don't know if I've told this in the podcast before because I'm, I'm awful with stories that I've told people and I just don't even realize it and I'll tell it over and over again.
3: Oh, um, so I got to
0: start keeping it. I think record. it was the, yeah, probably uh, it was that. the 06 national championship. It was the 06 national championship. And I was like, I was watching with my dad. I was like, dad, who's playing? And he's like uh, the Sooners and, or maybe it was Ohio state, the Sooners and Florida. I'm like, all right, well, whoever, whoever wins that'll that'll be my team and Florida won. So, all right, they're my team. And you cannot shit on me for being a Florida fan. We have endured too much. And Jermel can, as a fellow uh, Florida native. Absolutely. You can attest, we have been, I have been through too much now as a Florida fan to say that it's just a bandwagon thing. It was what, oh, that was what,
1: 06? Oh, you just had too much oh, of six that year. man, the nat- that's all.
0: Oh, 06 was the year I think we beat Oklahoma, and then we won it again in 08, and then it, was, it went, the, was all downhill from there. The team oh, yeah. You,
1: yeah, I mean, that's team that was 14 era. That's yeah, what happened years. to him? Bowl's still the man. Whether he, whether he's made it professional or not, he's still the man. Yeah, regardless, dude, he's, yeah, he's got, the, he's
2: got the nuts to do those kinds of things. I actually he's went to go see him That's play baseball. Thing. I was, uh, I think I was up in, uh, where was I went up? to see him spring training. Manchester for New Hampshire, the, the minor league team out there, and he was playing them. Uh, the uh, Fisher, no, I can't think of the name, but, I saw but the him play baseball.
1: That- but the fact that he's still a topic of discussion 13, 14 years removed from college basketball. Just because – It's crazy to me. Which I means just he I
0: don't, What I don't understand is how – how you say, oh, I'm a Florida fan? And people are like, oh, Tebow. They say it like it's a bad thing. They say it like Tim Tebow is a dirty word. Like, I don't understand that. I, I really don't. Yeah. He, he just looks rent-free in all of the haters' heads
1: you did everything, everything the I right never. way you know, people yeah like, hate on people people hate on when when athletes think, do good which is kind of fucked up but i, I don't think
0: about, think about Colin Kaepernick that's... that whole
2: situation
0: right All right, we're not we're not, not going to open that can of worms today
2: <laughs> just saying it's it's one of those things where, like you think about what they did now i don't di- listen, then, you, i don't disagree with you okay all right, how about Johnny Manziel? We can talk about him,
3: too, what he's about to be doing. Oh, <laughs> but he was oh, an alcoholic, The fantasy team, the, the fantasy league where players play online and they pick the fantasy so he'll go out when the players put him in. Like, you got guys owning – like, the owners are out there, like the fantasy league. That's some weird fucking football. But I mean, it's you know, weird, but I think it's – He's still it's, doing it.
1: I think it's kind of a genius, though, because it's like the fans choose, like – what's going on i think that's kind of cool if you're yeah. into that
3: yeah that is yeah i guess you're right. i love
0: it when people i love it when you when athletes are asked about fantasy football and they're literally like i i, I don't give a shit this is this is my life my career I, I don't care if you have me on your fantasy team i i've seen so many stories about them like being approached in like grocery stores by people in their area and said like bro really you Two two fumbles yesterday? Like, these dudes have enough on their mind in their career. Like, they don't they don't need Joe Sixpack walking up to him, some mouth breather walking up to him in ShopRite or Publix. It's like the guys like, that like
3: the UFC fights. They're like, I don't know why they just stand up. They they just don't stand up. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> you can't.
1: Aaron, would you would you say, <laughs> say that like you that you would you say that you don't think it would be successful that the fans like Kind of pick the games and then like follow I, the I mean we don't even know if he's still working out like if he's still in, even I'm sure I mean dude blow keeps you
3: in shape man come on now <laughs> so yeah. I mean I'll be the guy I to do say this it. Thing,
0: <laughs> sorry I, but I swear, dude I rem- <laughs> I remember I was watching the draft when and I was praying the Cleveland Browns would take him praying because that was back in the era when when the Browns were ruining quarterbacks I just could not stand him, and when the Browns took him, I was so happy, so happy, and I don't like rooting against people. That's just not who I am, but that dude just pissed me off.
3: Yeah, no. I think that that league, Drew, it could be successful, and the reason I think it could be is if there's gambling involved.
1: Every gambling, right?
3: If there's only gambling involved, that's there has to be money. Otherwise, there's no reason to do
1: it. Like, there has you think to be. Make, do you think it makes it to, like, primetime television, or is it just smoke? I don't know. It,
3: it could line. be one of those things that, like, you, somebody's going to take this idea and fucking run with it. They might actually think this is crazy enough. But, like, if you <laughs> – you never know, dude. But it's – like, imagine you take a team like that, and it's kind of like, you know – a battle royale of Like you take prisoners and you stick them on an Island, you make them kill each other. The one guy who's left, gets his freedom it's kind of the same idea you put you put money behind something like that like a league of you got all these retired guys that want a shot to get back to the nfl like make them have like a big contract you know like the winning team well, that, that mean- whole team everybody gets a chance to be in the upcoming draft or some shit
1: Like you I, gotta make I mean,
3: a I, big deal
1: you know i don't think i, I would mind i would I, I don't think i would mind seeing johnny Manziel throw to like an ocho cinco or johnny Manziel throw to- <laughs> a to like i don't think i would mind he wouldn't throw
3: it that. he'd run he'd run 20 yards then pitch it back
1: somehow and then someone else would throw it for him because that's what he did he didn't really but he, throw. but if you think if you think like if okay speaking of kaepernick right like if he you know if kaepernick comes in this league and is like Maybe Ice Cube it. needs oh, to diver-
3: oh. diversify and get away from the big three league and just start doing one of these things. I don't know. I threw his name out there. He can be like, who's gonna run it? Man, I got called his kid. <laughs> you know, nah. like
1: it, maybe you do something like that. You never know. It, it's all it it sounds takes like is somebody that has some Yeah, exactly. Somebody like like you need to be the commissioner. Seriously, you got great ideas. I'm with some it. once in a
3: while, but I don't have the money and I don't really plan on getting that kind of money to do something that's just gonna blow up. <laughs> so that's it's a, a cool lot idea. Of <laughs> That's the problem
2: right there. Everybody's got these cool ideas,
0: but no one's got their mind to run it.
3: Exactly. So we could.
0: All right. So with that, we're going to head into our break. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple music, there'll be a one minute break. If you're listening on YouTube through the power of editing, we'll be back right after this. And through the power of editing, we are back. Jermel, welcome back to the show, dude. Man, thank you. I'm loving it. I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun right now. All right. I wanted to ask you this during the break, but Aaron made me save it for, for here. What are you drinking? I know it's uh, this really cool bougie whiskey, but what is with the – what'd you mix it with? Is that cranberry you know, juice?
1: Yeah, cranberry juice. Uh, I would hate to say it because this is a 7-Eleven brand. But whatever. Whatever. Uh, this is cranberry juice and I got this um Lockwood Distill Company whiskey. It's freaking 90 proof, 45%. And it's made actually right down the street from where I live. I live in Dallas, Texas. This is made in Richardson, Texas, which is a which is a little bit north. And it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Locally that's really cool.
0: That's really cool. I've never heard of mixing whiskey with cranberry juice. I might have to. I, I I'm a whiskey guy too, so I, so I might have to try that. Are you more straight whiskey? Like you just put it in a uh, in a. Uh, no, black. I'll go. I'll i usually if I drink it straight, I'll usually I'll usually go, uh, um, on the rocks with a uh, as my great grandfather would said, you run it under the tap, and if water ends up falling in, so be it. But uh, usually, I'm usually a Jack and Coke guy.
2: No, no. That that, that no. or a strawberry
0: daiquiri on the
2: side. No. Oh, my gosh, dude. You dude, just, what you got
0: against Jack and Coke?
1: No, no. That ain't it, man. That ain't it. What,
0: First what, of, what of all, you got Jack
1: is the number one
2: mistake right there.
1: That's right. You can't. This is the thing. Like, now that I live in Texas, bro, you can't drink none of that freaking, like, regular shit man you can't yeah man my buddy that my buddy's shit ain't good around. man
3: you what me, you need to like, do hey give me a Bud Light he goes yeah nah. like what is he that? goes nah he goes nah here you go <laughs> and he gives me a fucking he gives me a dose equis yes, he's I'm right like here. what and he goes yeah man I upgraded the minute I got down here I drank all that other shit this shit's fucking gross like oh. this is what you drink here to be refreshed I was like
1: okay <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> so
3: that's, that's what we
1: drink <laughs> If you send me your address, I will send you some whiskey, and you'll be like, why the fuck have I been drinking, Jack? All
0: right, all right. Uh, I'm going to take about- you up on that. I'll take you up on that. I'll, 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 when we're finished recording, I'll, I'll send you my address. I got even, No,
3: I got an even change here. We'll get you a shirt, and we'll throw one of those, so you can have something for that. We'll do a whiskey for a shirt. We can do that. We'll I'll, I'll share it with the boys.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Jack is terribly too sweet. And then, like, I even
0: did the mistake of trying to uh, – Tennessee honey one, which tastes like just oh, like maple syrup. Oh, that's disgusting, dude. It's that, disgusting, dude. that's – I will – that the, the Jack honey is disgusting. It, it, yeah, it's, it tastes like is. maple
2: syrup. I would have been better off going I, to get an Mima. Can we still call Kevin, her that? Wood- or is that still allowed? Or whatever. what you drink? What? what do you drink? Kevin, what you drink? Me? I like, Woodford Reserve. Sailor that's Jerry's.
1: Because that's Texas.
2: <laughs> yeah, see – Sailor Jerry's, uh, and then I don't really drink beer. I kind of go, like, more in the porters and stuff like that, like more in the dark beers. Have I you don't know to really uh, fuck with the lights, but I say Dos Equis is good. I've had that. That's good. There's a uh, there's a,
1: uh, a whiskey – well, no, I, I don't know if it's a whiskey beer, but it's called Insign. Dude, no. That's, Kill him. Kill him.
2: God man. damn it.
1: It's called Insign. It's E-N-S-I-G-N, and it's made by somebody who uh, – used to work at crown but i guess they were from texas and they want to make something different so if you're in total wine i don't know if y'all got that but you should try that that's good but no more jack though y'all let that leave that shit in 2020 man
2: oh i've been trying to think dude, about trying dude, I'm from the country. screwball the peanut butter whiskey did i get that correct yeah i've, I've had it it's pretty good it's pretty good i had yeah.
3: a reese's peanut butter drink made for me from that it was not bad they like made like a yeah. chocolatey mm-hmm. like drink with that and i i was it wasn't a shot but it was it was like a small drink like you sip it and you don't even taste the alcohol to it it was dangerous because yeah, i'm a reese's fan me like I, dude i, I, I
0: was for christmas i was at my i was at my dad's house on christmas and my stepbrother's a big into rum and he got had this like Chocolate milk liqueur that he mixed with, like I think it was Captain Morgan, or whatever the the rum is. And he, I tried to say dude. I could have blacked out on that, honestly. What was it called? I Captain don't. I don't Morgan, even remember what stick. it. Well, no, no. Well, listen, I, I'm not a big rum guy, but so uh, it was some. Favorite. It was like some chocolate milk liqueur, Let's and see. he and he put Captain Morgan in it. And that was, that was dangerous. I granted, I was like eight Mickel of ultras deep at that point. So I really don't remember. Maybe that oh, could have helped make it taste better. Nice. better. <laughs> why does everybody hate on, on goddamn right. Mick ultra? Right.
3: While we're, while we're doing this, let's talk about like, obviously there's a big age difference here. There's some, there's me and Jamel went to school to get like, let's do this right. Jamel and I went to school together way back when, and now we're here. We're talking now, our crazy college drinks that we used to have, the jungle juice, all the stuff that we used to make. All right, so I got a good one for you. We used to take Dubra, mm-hmm. and this is how we, we used to make it sweet. We would take a bag. We'd go to the dollar store, get a bag of just Jolly Ranchers, and we would drop the Jolly Ranchers in, like our favorite color, of whatever we wanted, all, until all the liquor went all the way to the top. Put it in the freezer, leave it there for a day. Take it out, drop more of them in there, put it in, leave it in there for a day that was our jungle juice whenever we went out we were drinking duper vodka sweetened with jolly ranchers it just dissolved oh my god ate it up oh my god man like it was like drinking kool-aid one time i was done like i don't remember what it was i think we were playing hockey or some shit but i had just gotten back from from the rink i think and man i came back and i thought it was a gatorade and i wasn't really paying attention dude i took like four hard gulps and i was fucked I didn't realize what that was. And like, and then I started passing that shit around to everybody else, and that was dangerous to do for a
1: long time. I'm going to drink it because it's hot. <laughs> hey, dude, that get, bomb. I got I'm have hammered to go off, off of, like, of
2: $5. You get, like, a hammer, like, <laughs> you Get a handle of do for, like, $6. dollars i going to get know? some Ciroc, put a little bit of Jolly Ranchers in there. Oh, all right, here, here. here. Look, garbage.
0: Let me see if this saves a little faith. I do, for the vodka, I I do drink Grey Goose because uh we have some extra handles, and my mom gave me one. To go back to school, is Grey Goose any better? Or should I just I – mean, oh, Yeah,
2: is the as thing. long as you're not paying for Grey Goose in stores because if you go to Costco, you get Kirkland vodka. It's the same thing. Same. Dude, thing. I agree. Same I I, I, drink, I like the Tito's vodka. Um, I'm not a vodka guy, really.
1: Like, yeah, mean either. Tito's is the number one Texas vodka, so I can't really say I don't like it. But I will say it's like as you get older, Aaron can attest to this because like <laughs> – when you get older, that like that that sh- that shit that you think is good, man, it's not good, and it's not good for the body. You wake up and you want so much die. sugar,
2: so much like sugar yeah, so
1: sweet. Like for me it was like a like, wine
3: hangover uh, with vodka, dude.
1: Like yeah, <laughs> put the two think, of those together. I, I love tequila now because I go to the gym and stuff. But every now and again, since I'm on vacation and whatnot, I'm not hitting the gym until Monday. I'm gonna have a good whiskey. But if I can't pay good money for a whiskey, I. Can't I can't drink it cheap no more. Like my body'll say, Damn, "Fuck
2: you." The only cheap whiskey I I'll, I'll tolerate is probably uh, hey, to Hennessy. I That's dude.
0: cognac, dude. Have you tried is that, that? Considered whiskey? whiskey? He said cognac. It's cognac. Cognac, fuck off.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. You from uh, you from upstate uh, New York, huh?
0: <laughs> have, have you you don't to talk win- like
3: that.
1: <laughs> you could do. A
2: little bit <laughs> of Henny and Coke, Coke though that, that that does a trick, man. That's no, I have you That's tried it with apple
1: shoot. juice though? No, oh. dude, you don't know. See, I've you had know. Crown, Crown
2: Royale. That's uh, another whiskey, and they have the apple version of that one. I can't stand that one. The best one I've cool, had, but if, Henness- if you taste Hennessy, if you tape Hennessy
1: with apple juice, trust me, you're gonna be like, "Yo, this is it." I'm trying. I'm trying to tell you. Trust, okay. Oh, trust
0: me. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. Listen, dude. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna hate me because because I but I know it's a shitty beer. But I, I, on, on those hot 90 degree summer days, nothing beats it when you just want to crush 26. Huge Bush Light guy. Nope. Huge Bush Light. You go to Texas, Can't it'll turn it.
3: to Lone Star, dude. You're going to turn right into yeah. Lone Star at that level. Gonna, <laughs> you go to yeah. Texas, that's what you're going to turn into, man. You're going to drink that. Yeah. You're not buying Bush Light, you're buying Lone Star because it's
0: nothing the, on a hot <laughs> summer day. Nothing beats And It's colder for some reason. Bush
2: so carbonated <laughs> yeah. water. Yes, sir. It. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, you got that
3: beer can water, didn't you? Like during the hurt during the- Yeah, you got beer can water. No, I didn't bought
2: I? aquafina cans of water because <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the most convenient thing and I wanted to try it. And then it tasted like shit because you could What's taste that? the aluminum <laughs> in the water.
1: Nah, but beer <laughs> is for the
2: convenience of like, like you know how you like the satisfaction of opening a can and you just get-I don't know, maybe it's weird, but <laughs> when well, you like, get oh, older water. maybe if I <laughs> feel like i'm drinking a can over and over again i won't you know whatever it's satisfying it tasted terrible don't ever do it but
1: yeah but i think when you get older you live You beer you just it's one of those things you just you, you let it go and you don't realize you let it go i know aaron can attest to it. it's just like i'm 31 when i crossed over like when i got to be like 28 29 you drink one beer dude and you look you drive 18 wheels for a living like you your belly is all fucked up like it's just like you you realize at that point like okay i work hard i'm gonna have a good act liquor if i'm gonna drink and you go and get something in the middle of the top shelf as opposed to something that is like 20 25 like you're just like nah i I can't do this anymore dude Dude, i'm in college i'm I'm falling out of budget Oh, oh, don't you worry, mind. Dustin. I'm gonna make sure you ain't balling on a budget. I'm walking. I'm gonna send you hell of these shits because you get to the hole with this
2: jack.
3: Dude, He's I'm, good. From, I'm He's from, from the, the country. Learn, learn, dude. Drink,
2: dude. Lots to learn. to <laughs> learn. Oh,
3: I love oh. this. All right, Jermel. I gotta ask you this. So, with your music, is there any like for your creativity? Where's your, Where's your creativity flow from? Do you Do you like to sit down have a glass? of you know that special juice you got right there, and then just start writing.
1: Like, what do you like to do with that kind of thing? To be honest with you, man, creativity comes a lot from just situations. Like, I love talking about women. But yeah, it's a, I, I love talking. I love talking about women, bro. Like, ain't nothing wrong with that. It's, it, my thing is, it's just like everything kind of stems from that for me. Like, I'll I'll pour up a glass, but when I'm in when I'm in creative mode and I'm working. I don't really need anything to help me create because I just feel like the passion is there. And I feel like God's given me a gift that I don't need to enhance it with anything. Now, as I get finished with a record and I want to hear the playback, I'll pour up a drink just to enjoy the moment. Oh, of like, yeah. You made, you made this, but as far as, Oh, I got to roll some, I got to do this. I, I don't really need to do that because this is what I do. You know, it's a natural a talent. For that's me. good. So
3: that's really good. That's what I was hoping for, for an answer for something like that. Cause it's like, that's what I like people to know when we talk on the show and we, we let people know how this stuff kind of flows. Um, and it's good to have that. Like you don't want to have, you know, an outside piece that you need a crutch to rely on. Cause then it's really not something for you to become the crutch becomes something that's terrible <laughs> at that point. So you don't want to be reliant, but you're, you crush it, dude. Like i am you know, this is a nice you know, tummy stick moment for you, but I've been listening to some of your stuff. I've been seeing it. You know, we had Jesse on. You know, a nice little colleague way back when, and yeah. like we, you know, you we know each other from you know way back then. But uh yeah. you got some good stuff coming now, and I, I like it. Like yeah. I like seeing what you push. Like it's it's hard, and it's you do what you're doing, and you obviously you're gonna make
1: something with it. You just keep showing up. So. Yeah, thanks, man. I mean, it's it's tough, bro, because it's like with music, so many people. I think the thing that pisses me off about music is that the motherfuckers that ain't talented somehow get on and you do not
0: get me started on this dude. You know what I'm
1: saying? Like you somehow you sit and I'm just like, I play three different instruments. I play drums. I play guitar. I play piano. Like I'm a student of the game. Like if, if you know me personally, I can tell you what's coming out, when it's coming, what sonically, what it sounds like I invest thousands of dollars into my studio every year with sounds with whatever like i'm re- i'm really invested into this shit and so when i listen to the radio or satellite radio i'm just like yo this motherfucker ain't talented he's not even remotely close and i know y'all kind of feel like that too because with your you know with your radio show or your podcast you listen to some of these motherfuckers bro that on a, on a national scale you're just like man they ain't talking my shit They don't have a Mm -hmm. cohesive unit. These motherfuckers don't even look like they like each other. Like we're talking about, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's frustrating when you see people ahead of you that shouldn't be,
0: you know what I mean? Jermel, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I have another radio show. I'm really big into country music. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, All of these, all these guys who you hear on the radio and it's all, very homogenous. It all sounds the same. You know what they're going to be talking about when there's so many interesting independent artists. Uh, Texas, I know Texas has a really big music scene,
2: uh, Mm. not
0: just in country, but in in everything. And outside of Texas, people don't really know about them. And uh, in terms of country, just because that's what I know best, you got so many great guys, Cody Johnson, who's now in the mainstream, William Clark Green, Josh Havin, I could list off twenty names that are way better than the shit that's on the radio. And my roommate, who likes country, but he just likes the the mainstream, what's on the radio. Uh, he 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 calls me such a pretentious country fan. Right. But I know exactly what you mean. You you hear them and you're like, dude, I swear you you're you're literally just another generic white dude from the music row, uh, artist factory. So what do you feel like? You know, when it comes to music and stuff like that,
1: like I actually like country a lot, believe it or not. But it's just like when you list as a as a fan listening to music, do you feel like it's a reflection of where we are as an American people that we have come we have become so dumbed down to bullshit that we would just accept it?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say that. For me personally, I I love the storytelling and the lyrics. That's one of the things that I love about rap is really, really listening to the lyrics. And we were talking about this with Jesse last week was I love listening to a rap song and you hear just because my brain automatically goes to listen to the lyrics over the beat. And I'll hear a lyric and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious, especially when I'm listening to rap. Uh, I'm like, that's such a hilarious line or such a cool reference. So I don't think, but I don't think that it's, that people are dumbed down. I think more it's that it's just a generational thing where people today don't really care as much about the lyrics. It's like a pendulum. Mm -hmm. And right now the pendulum is to the sound. People care about the beats. They want to have a good time. Whereas me, I I grew up listening to Alan Jackson, George Strait, Toby Keith back in the early 2000s. And it was about substance and the and the words. And that's what I that's what's meaningful to me. Not just hearing a, a generic the the generic cookie cutter lyrics. I I love really specific lyrics and references.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. It's a, it's a very it's a very interesting dynamic. I mean,
0: I, I've been doing
1: music for a little while now and I've kind of seen Things change but it's like it's crazy to me like one of my favorite artists of all time is uh like a brian mcknight you know and yeah he, in his era you know he makes like a back at one or a uh you know one last cry or any time and back then motherfuckers weren't afraid to express and be emotional as masculine men you know what i'm saying like and it's not to be questioned that you're leaning left or right, but just to it just to explain how you feel about your person with something that was embraced. But now it's like you say some shit like that on a record, bro. Like if somebody, if 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 Brian and I release a back at one today, motherfuckers will be like, oh man, he, he tripping, fuck that. It ain't even where it need to be. And it's just like, are you are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is an amazing record, regardless if it was made today. 20 years yeah. ago or whatever, like I think that the world is taking the feelings away from the man, and it's just all about women saying "fuck y'all" or "we don't fuck with y'all" or whatever. I feel like, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: no, I I can I, I completely under I completely understand what you're saying, uh, especially from the the what I like uh what i've noticed now is and one of the some of the commentators that i that i love listening to they they've really pointed out and really helped me have more of an acute ear for music uh specifically like when a guy in the mainstream again i'm just going to draw back the country because that's what i know the best but i'm sure it it can it transcends genres they use people uh artists will use generic words like oh uh oh i had a i had a whiskey i had a, a beer Whereas what separates the good from the great artists is the the great or the songwriters, shall I say, is great songwriters won't say, oh, she handed me a beer. Oh, she handed me a Bud Light or she, oh, she handed me uh, whatever whiskey. I love like specific like imagery that yeah. people can actually see. In my opinion, that's right. what separates a great songwriter from an OK one or a good one.
1: Right, you know, yeah, I would agree. What do you like? When you look at hip hop, like where you feel like right now, where
3: oh man, Kevin, Kevin's heard my gripe about this before, and like some people have too. Like, I if one of you guys just started going and just tapping on a table, and I could just be like humming the the yeah,
1: and you, it's a hit record. it's a hit
3: record. Somebody make me a hook right now. You got a million dollar song right there be rabbit 2.0 there you go that's that's what i think of most of the rep like most of it the last I, he's not even mainstream but it, like it was i think nipsey was really the last guy i've listened to that was out of anything out of that i, I really and he's not even that like that's the craziest part like nipsey's right? the last. i have kendrick then <laughs> nipsey and then i'm done like there's nobody that i've that i've looked at and been like you know what that dude's got shit so now it's back to eminem cool he's putting out more shit he's crushing more people machine gun kelly his career died he dead you know like all these people disappeared again like some people like now you got some pop music that he's falling into you, i'm listening to different stuff and you're just like fuck dude i mean like, I all the stuff that this. i like is all dying out and then it's gonna be considered oldies
1: soon i I'm will like, say shit. this i think the one thing that pisses me off is like i'm i'm from florida i'm from the South. But you know what's crazy is people from the South don't even respect like a Jay-Z like that. Like I'll have conversations with some of my homies and I'll be like, yo, man, jay zs he don't even belong in the greatest ever. He belongs in some fucking archive somewhere that you don't even discuss his name because he's that great. (laughs) But motherfuckers in Florida be like, nah, man, you tripping, dog. He ain't never had no hitters. And I'm just like,
3: uh this
1: dude has memorized everything everything is memorized from
3: him he his memory that i don't think most people know did you know this i think you did you have to know this that he i think he actually i I think dr dre had him come in and work on the chronic with him and he wrote i think three or four of the songs like right. they all turned into like the, he did the hook. He did everything yeah. all in his head. I think it was uh, still, still DRE was the one that he yes. did.
1: And he that wrote was the first.
3: biggest one. And he wrote all of it. And he, and <laughs> Dr. Dre took all the credit, made all the money. And Jay-Z's just like, yo, see, I told you <laughs> like, that's his. And people are like, nah, he ain't got no talent. That's just like Eminem crushing everybody that's ever went against him in anything. I mean, he's he he so bad that he became into Captain America he... now. Like that's how gotta... bad he pop doc i mean i got so- a theory
0: i think go, go. because people so many young people these days they're in they're all they're hype beasts they all buy into the hype and again correct me if i'm wrong but jay-z was never that guy out in the in the, in the press making all these outrageous statements he just put out his music and let it speak for himself but it's at a different time I- he
1: didn't have to he didn't have yeah. to be
0: Exactly. No, exactly. And I think that's why people these days, like you're saying, are are kind of arguing about them. Whereas, because you got these mumble rappers who always got to start be starting beef and creating headlines or whatever. Like so 600. there's so much hype around them. Whereas Jay Z never had to do that. Like, do you like? I feel like
1: with Jay Z, right? This motherfucker, bro was supposed to retire in 2001, dog. You know what I'm saying? The Black album came out in 01, fam. And like, this motherfucker was the biggest rapper in the game and wiped up the arguably the biggest chick in the game at the time. And they both elevated each other's career to the point where they made close to a billion dollars on tour. Like, do you realize how king shit that is like, ain't no, there ain't none of these new motherfuckers, bro, that are coming close to doing that. Like, he reinvented himself when he retired. He became a business owner and he flipped his stuff. Dude, he knew,
0: he knew. And he created his own artist. streaming
1: service.
0: Yep. I love how on your soapbox you are right now. I love it. Yeah. no one one rapper who i who i really do like and it's for the for the reason that i'm a fan of music and this guy's a a real musician i'm a really big fan of post malone just because he's an actual musician he's not like one of these mumble rappers who who just gets on and talks like the dude the the dude again i know i know he's he can be divisive but this dude goes at he plays like I don't know how many different instruments and from a strictly selfish point of view I want him to make a country record with like Cole Wetzel who's I know he's big in Texas. I I want him and Cole Wetzel to make a country album together. But my question is do you feel like do you think that
1: like Post Malone right? We're we're two albums in to post Malone era, right? Didn't he release I thought he released a third Okay, it could be a third. but okay, where I don't know. Okay. Do you, where, do, where do you feel like, what does it take for somebody to be great? Now, I think I'm going to ask Kevin this question because he's been quiet. Like, when you, as an artist, right? Like for me, Michael Jackson, when he made Thriller, that was his signature album. You cannot say Michael Jackson without Thriller. I feel like as an artist, if you don't have that defining album, your career low-key ain't shit. You know and what I'm that saying? Video, that video, dude. Uh, I, the, I agree with everything you.
3: Everything to go along with the music, the that the features everything to go along with it that helped elevate that to another level on its own. Correct. You know, Correct. But, like his dancing skills, everything put together.
0: Everything. To, to, to answer your question for post, I think it's the Beer Bonds and Bentley album because, like, every song on that. At least personally, I fucked with every song or almost every song on that record. Kevin, what do you think? Like, you think Post Malone has reached GOAT
1: status, like great status?
0: Well, I wouldn't say Uh, GOAT.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I could say GOAT either. Um, I don't know, man. That guys he's interesting. He's not bad compared uh, (laughs) – like, he did one with Ozzy Osbourne. That was pretty cool, seeing something different like that. But he's got a couple good songs. I watched the one, Raised by the Wolves. So he has some hits. He has some miss, man. But, I mean, it's better than most things out right now. Like, talking about, like, your Thanksgiving dinner, fucking some just, like, the whap, the, the wet-ass <laughs> pussy song. Like, that's just, like, shit like that. Like, why, why does that exist? Why is that a thing? Why is it on? Un- so you I feel think, like Cardi know.
1: is, like, you feel like Cardi, like, she'll never be because of that wet-ass pussy song. She's, like, that's it.
2: No, it's just crazy to see how times have changed. Like, that's...
3: Cardi B makes music for people that wash paper plates to reuse them.
1: Okay. I would agree, like, but I mean, when the, it comes to, <laughs> I think when it comes to Cardi, isn't it crazy how she's the product of, of Lil Kim, right? But Lil Kim ain't never went that far.
3: Nah, man. You Nicki Minaj I mean? was the product of Lil Kim. Sorry, but I can't. Like, stand Lil, it Lizzie. was, it was Lil Kim. Then Nicki came in, and then Nicki hung around for a while, and then she's so like, Cardi I got a product from
1: Nicki. You think? Cardi's no, not of- even.
3: Honestly, I think Mary J. Blige needs to come around and slap the fuck out of everybody and be like, sit down, shut up, and pay attention. Like She needs to pull that Monet shit that she put on power and put that shit on these people because, man... But I man. think
1: Mary, Mary J. been out too long. She's already went to go with the saddest though. Yeah, but she needs to teach these people.
3: Her and Mariah, they need to have a sit down and fucking slap uh, them all uh, around and be like, hey, bring some music, right? Make some new feel, Christmas music. Please, get me Mariah off. Do something. Like... Snoop Dogg released a Christmas album, man. Come on. Mariah, to me, is overrated, though. Mariah is overrated. Yeah. Uh, dude, not for Christmas, though. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> see, what, this yo, is
1: the same song every year, though. Come on, speak, man. Speak Come on like, it's, a holiday. it's that's the same girl. song. She ain't made a new Christmas song since '98. Man. <laughs> Come on, dog. Speaking of, speaking of Mariah, she Carrey, was actually she
2: went, in an interview in the New Year's Eve, like ball drop, and she was talking about like how they got like she got the most like songs sold or whatever, like whatever, some crazy amount of like views for that song in particular. And I'm she was kind of shocked herself. She was like, Well, I mean, Merry Christmas, like it was so awkward. Like, does,
0: I, think kinda, Mariah, like I think it was Mariah, I think. I think it was Mariah Carey, a, a couple years ago on New Year's Eve, was like, pissed, blackout, drunk, on the <laughs> New Year's Eve stage, forgot the lyrics to her own song that she was lip syncing, and yeah. then, and then I think it was an interview or they were just chit chatting like on on camera, as as they do on those shows, and this this woman could not like string together four words,
3: yeah, but, and but I remember. Like-
0: those I'm looking around acid high or whatever, right? Wasn't
3: it, didn't somebody t- – wasn't, wasn't these guys talking about dropping acid, like, on camera? The, like, <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> the Anderson Cooper. And um, <laughs> who was the other guy who was with him? Uh, I don't know, but he was like, yo, you ever take acid before? And it's like, did you forget there's
1: a camera in front of you? <laughs> but, Kevin, you can agree, though, if we think about it, when Mariah Curry came out, she had the weakest voice out of everybody. Whitney had the strongest then who else was Mary J kind of came out of the same. Mariah Carey kind of snuck in there. She just happened to be the only person that's still alive from that era. But she's been riding off this same fucking Christmas
2: song for the last and 20 years. And she got years. roasted by Eminem multiple times. Roasted by Eminem
1: multiple times. If it wasn't for Jermaine Dupree and Brian Michael Cox <laughs> writing We Belong Together and saving her ass in 2015 or whatever the hell that shit is, her career is definitely not memorable. At Nick best. Cannon,
3: Nick Cannon, like everybody's like, oh, he was with her. Nah, dude. Like I looked at it the other way around. Like she wrote his money, NBC, all that stuff. Wrote, bro. Like, fuck, do, you, do you
1: drumline do you, the royalties for that on gonna, ABC are, Family are gonna, or whatever,
3: whatever gonna, fucking show that channel it is now?
1: Are we gonna admit uh, that Wild honest Wild is a billion dollar business, bro? It's a billion dollar that too. Business. Yep.
0: All I Want for Christmas is You on Spotify. Just the popular version has 907, 400 million hits just on Spotify. And then there's a remix that has 16, almost 70 million plays. And then another All I Want for Christmas from You from a different Christmas album has 25.8 million just on Spotify. Those three, which are on her top 10 on Spotify... Have a combined almost almost a billion plays.
2: Little did she and, know, she could have just sung that one song and her whole career would have been set.
0: Bro, that's what I'm saying, her whole career. Eight, she could have just of, had one song, nine, she could
2: have had three minutes of her time, when it just set her for life.
0: That's eight life. of her top ten songs on Spotify are off of a Christmas album. Three of those are All I Want for Christmas Is You of some... That-
1: or another my thing is does that mean she has a legendary career like that's that's my thing i personally don't feel like that is bro when michael jackson wonder, i don't know she might be
3: big crosby christmas thing dude we don't know when we're when we're fucking 70 years old we'll we'll know if mariah is still being listened to
1: <laughs> if it's still dude, a thing for us it ain't going to matter that's, that's one song though I we know. ain't talking about an album if we talk about michael jackson through the album it's beat it is Oh, uh, yeah, freaking sure. well, Uh, fuck, I, You know, I can't even think of it, dude. You don't even need to.
3: It's... Billie Jean, Beat It. It's all on the same one, dude. Like all on the
1: was... same album. And when Michael Jackson was releasing albums, it's not like he was dropping albums every year. It was a fucking event. My man was releasing albums seven, eight years apart but when he dropped albums, motherfuckers left school. They left work. They was out waiting outside these record stores because they couldn't just stream them. Can you imagine if Thriller came out in the streaming era? It was it shut was- shit the fuck down.
3: It'd be like cod breaking everybody. Like if cod broke everything, would, <laughs> the whole world, the nerds would be like, shit, what do we do now? What do we <laughs> we got to go jack off again. <laughs> like Dude, like nobody knows like- what to do. <laughs>
1: Then Dang, Pornhub bro. would
0: break. It'd be a series of events, just declining for bang, everyone. Bang, all that shit. Break. You, you brought up the how how he released albums eight nine years apart. You as an artist does. Do you think releasing an album every single year, like so many do, in across genres? Do you think that dilutes the music down and makes it kind of less special, for lack of a better word, or less important,
1: less interesting? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do, because, like, some of my favorite artists, I, I like the fact that they go through things and I get a chance to listen to them. Like, Adele is one of my favorite artists. You know, she gave us 19, and then she gave us 21, then she gave us 25. Like, it was just like you anticipate what they're going to say when they say it. But then also you get frustrated because it's just like, damn, man, like, I fell in love with you. Now it's four or five years gone down the road. Like, so, dude, I would say yes or no. I would say yes or no because, I mean, Drake is also one of my favorite artists. But I feel like because he doesn't release music every year, I feel like I grow with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Drake releases an album for me, I feel like it's a time stamp on my life that I should have got more shit together by the time he released something. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but dude, I
2: a lot I, of hate. I like Drake a lot. I don't
0: completely, why. I completely agree <laughs> that, like my, my favorite artist Eric Church, he doesn't release and he releases an album every like four or five years, and uh, so whenever it comes out, I'm like oh shit, but uh, I never right. thought of it the way as putting a, a timestamp on your life, but that's really that's really interesting. Yeah, uh, you say that, Uh and now, now, now as when we get off, I'm, I'm going to go back and uh, l- look at all the albums since I since I got into them and, and kind of think about it like that. But what I love with artists is that, especially ones that release albums so many yeah. years apart, is you can listen to each album, and each album is going to be different, and you can see how an artist grows. Like, cool, again, man. my Eric Church, my guy, yeah, none yeah. of his albums sound the same they're all you and you can tell from the they don't sound the same sonically exactly right. and they don't and they definitely don't sound the same lyrically and you can see him going from uh i'm just gonna ride with this example. Like, yeah you can see him growing growing up from a guy who's cutting his teeth in bars and just trying to to make it then he has this huge breakout album and then he has and then growing into being a father and being a little bit more introspective. It's re- it's really interesting. And well, you don't get that with artists who have, who, who release one every year. I guess my question is like to Kevin, like since
1: you're, you know, a Drake fan like me, like, you know, I don't know how old you are, but me, I'm 31 right now.
0: Yeah, so when 26. Drake,
1: when Drake came out in 09, bro, when he released So Far Gone, I just felt like that was like, okay, he's relating to me. I'm young, I'm trying to figure shit out with different relationships, yada, yada, yada. Then when he drops, you know, thank me later in what, that was, I think that was nine or 10. Then you're just like, okay, cool. He's growing up, yada, yada, yada. Then when he hits us with, with when he hits us with Take Care, it's like, fuck man, like, you kind of figuring it out. Where have I been these last couple of years? And then as his albums progress you kind of look at your life and you say to yourself, like, dang, like, am I advancing? Like, I'm not saying I'm gonna be on his level, but you can clearly see his growth. I know, you know, with Dustin, you feel the same way about Eric Church because you just like, dang, okay, he's here, he's there. But it's kind of a timestamp on your life when you listen to your favorite artist and how he's growing and you kind of look at it from your your perspective where you're just like, damn, am I growing? Am I getting to another level type
2: shit? absolutely yeah the, the, the cool thing about him too is I, like, I just like his story like the way he like you know he talks about he started from the bottom and now he's where he's at like that's it's true he started right. from the bottom he did work his way up i just think like he's him as a whole he's just interesting and it, the way his hype is and stuff like that when you see him in public and like he's like at the toronto games i don't know i find it entertaining <laughs> right. for me at least this way he is but there's a lot of good artists out there that don't get enough
3: credit unfortunately dude that was my thing with nipsey like that's why i like nipsey so much like i saw your face light up when i mentioned him before so i'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to i'm gonna say it again like his victory lap album dude, that that's the first album i can sit and listen to from the very beginning all right. the songs in a row until about 11 or 12 before i don't want to listen to it anymore like i feel like i've heard all like the whole story is packed there and then i feel like the rest is this the shit that he put in there for people to play at the club or do whatever go somewhere just to kind of jam out to like it's one song like it's just kind of he threw it on there for whatever kind of just but those first 12 like you could sit there and listen to it and you could hear the growth in his music like i listened to all the other ones too and by far victory lap was the better of all of them for me and do
1: you do you think what do you think like with Nipsey and like other artists that have kind of like passed away in their own city, do you feel like you can't be successful in your own city and stay there? Like it's Not, gonna be too much hate?
3: No, because 50 got out. Like you look at 50, he did it, and he's still running. He's running and showing, like making TV shows and doing everything in there. So like it's it's just one of those like, damn man, like I really think that you can it really it's all about how you I guess you make peace with your past. In a way, I'm sure that. But,
1: but I mean, you look at somebody like a pop smoke. Though he was only 20 years old, he's in a city. He's from New York. He's in a city that he don't know about, and he accidentally posts his address, and then that happens. Like, why do you feel like some of these young artists that have the potential? Because I mean, at the end of the day, let's be honest. Like with that victory with that album, Nipsey was just now starting to really.
3: He was gonna. He was gonna, it, he was gonna, oh, he was right. gonna go. Right.
1: So why why do you feel like it's their own doing? You feel like, like what do you feel like could be prevented? I don't think from?
3: it's their own doing. I think what it is is it's well, I mean, it's, it's other people trying when you to put beat it.
2: Picture of faith or whatever you put it on with a address. I mean,
3: yeah, but the same Yeah, time, like what do you think though, man? Like you post your address and then we tell a bunch of people we have all like you, they automatically know. Like this is the concept is he's trying to say. It's like if you're, you're a target no matter what like if you grow up you stay say you're in long beach right and all the enemies you have but our podcast gets huge what do you think mm-hmm. man like what all what the I'm enemies talking. of your past just try to fucking take everything from you or ruin your no, life i just think somehow. you got to
2: be mindful of how fast you're growing and if you're getting more more popular you got to be more careful about what you send out
1: i mean
3: but some stuff is out of your control i mean there's
1: I, bench- I, if. bench if- if we're being honest how i feel is that i feel like when you are successful it holds the people that are around you and that have been around you accountable and not everybody takes to that accountability right like me and you you know we have a rapport with each other from college yes. there's some people that are more successful than us you yeah. know what i'm saying a lot that's just what it is for sure do we do i care about it no but if i got if I'm, like, let's say all five of, you know, well, it's all five of us. Right, and we start hanging out together, right? And I blow up, and all of a sudden, I'm the millionaire in the group, and everybody else is kinda still doing a nine to five. Somebody, not saying you no know, one of y'all would, but if you're in that crew, that gives, that shows accountability to someone. And not, and not everybody is gonna take that lightly, so somebody's gonna automatically say, you know what, man, fuck this. He got the big head now. When actuality, when you get money, you're going to act different. When you reach a different level of social status, you act different. If I became a millionaire tomorrow, I'm still the same guy, but am I going to act a yeah. little different? Of course I am.
3: Yeah, man, you got to protect yourself. You earn that shit, you get that shit. There's no, There's no hack to it, dude. Like, we've heard it. Right. It. It's all the hard work. Every step you take, you as long as you're showing some sort of growth, whether it's one foot forward or not, you got to fucking do it. Like it's gonna so you gotta talk
2: about money you gotta talk about money mayweather because that guy has so much money you could just see the way he acts he don't give a fuck in the world you don't care. He's he's protected,
1: it up. he live or his bodyguard so
2: there's yeah, so he's many protected. people that talk about him that like he is so smart and everybody gets him so much clout because of how he does things but like if you think about it all his fights yes he was defensive but think about it. he he strategically planned everything he did Right. because he knew the more hate he got the more it's just it's crazy man yeah why do you no. feel like i mean because I, I just hate that like
1: i mean i got some day ones around me and i just tell them all the time like listen if it happens i'm not gonna change you know, but i gotta i gotta move differently because that's just- i listened
3: to this actually i heard this on uh i forgot where i heard this i think it was in a book um, I, I do a lot of Audible. I like to do a book a week. Big shout out to Audible there. It's not a sponsored piece, but hey, big shout out to them because it's making books fit in my life a little bit easier for me. Um right. but anyways, I was I was listening to a book and I think what you're I know you got the day ones and you got some closer friends, like you know, like you got I showed up all of a sudden blew out of there. Hey man, you want to come talk? Let's let's talk, like how we how we've already have a report, but still, like you know, it's right. it's one of those things like if I I think that's more popular when you're younger and dumber when you're older right. you're a little bit more of like hey you know this it's not so long about judgment it's who's who, you know who you got your back you know like if you think somebody's got your back and you're gonna go with your gut on that then go with your gut on it it might be a good feeling You might you never know what comes from it right. Like your career blows up you become a millionaire tomorrow hopefully you don't forget about us you know that would that would be right. upsetting like I would want you to (laughs) be like, Hey man, you know, thanks for everything. At least I met you once and then uh, good. At least say bye before you cross into the next life. Me
1: me personally, I'm the type of person where I'm not going to forget about anybody, but that you never know who's, who feels like that you forgot about them. I, I just feel like success when you're the one guy who's successful in your crew, it holds everybody accountable because now a mofo's gonna ask somebody that isn't successful, like, "Damn man, your man did it. Why the fuck you can't do it?" Yeah. And then that may get that may get to somebody's head to the point where it's just like, dang, he' a hating." Like, you know, he it comes from a place of hate, and then yeah. it turns into a situation like you feel attacked, right? Everybody's like, you We are all responsible for our own success. But the light is shined on you a lot more when one of your best friends makes it and you don't. Because now it's like, damn, you ain't working hard enough. You out here bullshitting, yada, yada, yada. And your man said, fuck it, I'm not finna be living that life. So now the light shines on you
3: know we talked about this it's it's kind of like the the setup in the beginning you know it, it mirrors this uh when we started when i came up with the idea of doing the podcast with you know these guys who we were trying to figure out the pieces and i was like i want to do this i want to do that and i was like it can't be that hard to edit video it can't be that hard to do this it can't be that hard to do all that and then i realized like by myself i'm like this is ridiculous Now i need another person right. now i need another person now i need another person and then right. i'm talking to dustin i'm like hey man let's do two episodes a week when we first start what do you think of that it'd be a good ex- good exposure he goes nah man it's gonna be difficult he's like he already does his own i do it like we're doing this one that's difficult two episodes a week it can be a pain in the ass and then you've right. got all the stuff you got to cut post do and if you're really serious about it it takes a lot of work and you got to remember pay stuff there's, there's really no shortcut to it it's just keep plugging away keep showing up and it's repetition and as long as we try a little bit harder each day when you do something even if it's newer if it's like whatever at least you're doing it like that's the important part i think that's where my big fear was before with this i was like nobody's gonna listen to this but we're starting to see this shit so i'm gonna say this real quick before dustin jumps in because i know he's got something to say but like damn dude like we've we're being listened. I, I can track and see where we're being listened. So the people in the UK, thank you. And the people that are in Brazil, thank you. That's my family. I'm pretty sure. But you know, like we've got some in Europe as well. Thank you again for, you know, listening to us in the time that you have, and we do have one in Australia. So whoever you are, thank you very much that's <laughs> for dope. that. that when, short amount of time. Yeah, man, we've made it worldwide. All of a sudden we're right around a thousand. So that's a big number to hit right around
0: 1100 uh, our 11th episode. So that's some big news. I wanted to surprise you guys. I was when, so. When Aaron hit me up about this, because uh, everyone, you know, today pot doing podcasts is like the big trendy thing. And when when he hit me, up, I've been doing mine since I was a freshman in, in college. And so I was familiar with like, yeah, you know, you, you, you get what you put into it. And a lot of people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do it. They get three episodes in. They're like, well, this is a lot of work. I don't really do, want to do this no more. And, and I said it to him and I was like, listen, dude. And especially when, when he was, when he was like, yo, let's do two episodes a week. I was like, dude, it's a, it's a lot of work to put one out a week and That's have right. a, if this ain't your full-time job, it's a lot of work to put one out a week, let alone two. I was like, yeah, why don't we start with one for, uh, for a little while? We'll, we'll get used to it. And, Being ambitious, earth, man. Don't
3: take that away from me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm ambitious too, but I'm also a pragmatist.
3: Yeah, I know. Um, I like to. I go. I want to run and gun at 100 miles an hour, dude. Sometimes, and if I feel like I can do it, let's do it. Keep going.
0: But right. the the other thing I said to him was, "Dude, if we're doing this, we're gonna do it. I need to know that you're all in on this."
2: Be- and I told him,
0: I'd said a lot of people get into it and then they they're like, "Oh no, it's too much work." I thought it was just record and click a button and that's it where you got the the one hour that people are listening to there's probably uh between the three of us there's probably what like five before this probably five six hours of work going into this
3: not even that's not even that and then it's just the communication setting everything up scheduling yeah making sure the whole oiled piece of machinery is working it's a difficult task it's like running it's like having a company but it's not a company and we all work together so that's the cool part is it's a team effort if i can't do something dustin can do my job i can do dustin's job kevin can do dustin's job kevin can do my job and so on and so forth you know we have to be able to do that so that's why it's probably got to be difficult for you though being in the music business like how many people you got working on your
1: team like you doing this by
3: yourself you producing like what are you doing on you
1: well, like right now, like I have my own production company. Um, I got my LLC this past year, and I will say, good man, rats, it's it's. That's thank gotta you so much. good. That's got to feel good. It feels it feels great, but I went through a transition period of like what I re- what do I really want to do? Like, what does it mean? All that kind of stuff, and it's tough because I not only write, I produce, I'm making songs, but now I got other artists that love my sound and love my energy and they're like oh i want to work with you so the, the the challenge is which song do i which which records do i do i keep for myself and which records do i give to them and then also the challenge is I like, have no the chronic one... and then you'll have 2001.
3: Right. <laughs> like that's what right. you need like that's it right there you have the chronic right. and then 2001 that's your dilemma right there it's right. What a hell of a dichotomy and then for you though and then you ask yourself
1: you're the on question. the way And then you ask yourself the question a lot of times, it's like, okay, well, you know, I haven't made it huge. I mean, I make really good money off of it, but I haven't made it to the point where I can stop doing my nine to five. But then, you know, as I, when I turned 31, it's like, dang, man, like, am I still meant to do this shit? Should I still continue it? Because I've been doing this a really long time. So, you know, you you start to second guess yourself. And so now I'm in a place where when it happens, it happens because I understand that one song could change everything, so it kind of drives me to go hard. You know,
2: I got it's
3: not about how many, dude, it's about that one, like for everybody, it's about that that, one.
2: Like, like we and that's experienced
3: I- the one moment on our own, like just recently. And right, and people, we know about it, we're not going to talk about it yet because it's still coming to fruition here, but like you know, it's, it's one of those things that like, we had one of those moments, and when you do have it, you're like holy shit. Like I was so down yesterday. I'm like, is this even fucking worth all of the time, effort, sweat, and bullshit that I put through. And then all of a sudden one person's like, yo, I want to work with you. And I think that this is like, here's my, this is my offer. And this is what I want to do for you. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like this is the door. This is what it's all about at this point. And we didn't even try for it. We're so focused on this and just making sure this runs right, that this is what's coming from the side. And you're like, wow. I can't wait to see what you know episode one hundred looks like. I can't wait to see what two hundred looks like. You know, it just we got to keep pushing and keep going. And your stuff, you're gonna blow. Because that's, you know. that's it's gonna grow. that's how
1: I, that's how I felt like last year. I was literally it was crazy. I was on the verge of just saying fuck it. Like I packed up all my shit. I recorded out of my crib and then I got a another space that I lease in downtown Dallas. That I, I just set clients out of, and I had packed up all my stuff and I was like, man, I ain't finna do this shit. And then. Somebody at my church has a radio station that they record at in the um, Texas Rangers stadium, like downtown. wow. They call me and say, yo man, we didn't know you did music. We didn't know you had records. We want to bring you in for an interview. I mean, I'm talking about, my shit was boxed up. Like, I'm like, yo, fuck it, I'm gonna do something else. They were like, nah, we want to bring you in for an interview. I did an hour interview with them and my numbers went crazy mofos wanted to work with me. And I'm just like, okay, okay, God, I guess I'm still meant to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you got to do it for the love of it. And then the money will come. People say that all the time, but it gets frustrating because I've been doing music for so long. I've been playing for my dad's church since I was 14 years old. I've been doing production since I was 18, 19. Now I'm 31. Now I got a son. I got to think like Am I still just chasing something that's not going to happen? But every time I try to give up, something happens. And it's just like, yo, you keep going. One thing could change everything.
3: Yeah. No. And it feels good to see that happening. Like I didn't. I always looked at those people that said to me, like, oh, you got to put in the work. Like, yeah, I know I got to put in the fucking work. You don't got to tell me that. Like, I get it. Like, right, When's the shit right. going to show up? And they're like, you'll know. Right. It's kind of like when you're being a dad, like when you were worried about, if you're ever worried about being a dad, people ever talk about that. I remember best piece of advice I ever got was you'll figure it out. That was it. Just like, what right. do you do? No, you'll figure it out. You'll know. You'll understand. Right. You'll do this. You'll do that. And you do. You really do figure that shit oh. out and right. like, like anything in life when you really when you know you have to it's gonna be done and like for me i didn't think i was just born to pay, pay bills and die dude like i want to do something else i want to have fun like this world is so right. fucking sad depressed right. lonely people sitting in their fucking houses all the time they have nothing yeah. to do getting fat fucking drinking wine eating booze Grubhub showing up every two fucking weeks. And then I'm sorry on a little rant, man, but then like and then they're like, "Oh man, I got COVID." No, bitch, you fucking fat too and you're unhealthy. Like there's a right. problem. Like it it's all a, it like it's all going to add up and snowball on itself. And it does. It sucks. Right. And like this is this is an outlet in a way. And I want it for the people to be able to have fun. Like there's other people out there. This is going to be the only way we can communicate if the world keeps fucking locking down. So we're going like, to, you're only going to see each other through screens anyway. And I haven't seen, right. we took one picture together. We can't even take more together because we can't fucking see right. each other. Oh, we you can't go to class? Like, and because of some of the rules that's going to go with it. It's sad. You know, yeah. like, I mean, it's, this is, it's going to show up and it's going to work. Dude, this is the way the world's got to um, be. is going to be, and we got to roll with it.
0: On my on my podcast, on my country podcast, I I literally was just I, I wasn't getting really jaded because I was I was just kind of doing my thing, but uh, like you said, things can change. And I had a buddy I sat next to him in one of my marketing classes. He ended up getting involved in the radio station. He was uh, one of the managers with me. He was like, "Yo, I I'm a college ambassador for Universal Music." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Let me talk to my boss see if you want to interview some of our artists," I'm like shit okay cool i was in nashville uh, a couple summers ago got to interview one although, to be fair that that was such a shitty interview i literally can't even listen back to it but it op- it opened doors i talked i've now talked with two or three big lab- major label artists that are on the- that you can hear on the radio i've talked to one of the top uh, country music influencers on youtube and pe- people are like well, who, who, who do you, who do you know? Well, how would you do it? Like it's some special trick. I tell them, dude, I would, I literally I'll slide in their social media DMS or I Google what their manager's name is and, and, uh, and, and ask them if they want to come on. And uh, a lot of times their, their managers are like, yeah, sure. Let's set up a time, but uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I've, I've been ghosted pl- plenty of times as well, but it's just about keep hammering at home. Keep, keep pushing if I gave if I gave up after getting ghosted oh, by sure. uh, by by a manager uh, of some art of some no name shitty artist who and I've been ghosted by artists who can't even hold a candle to uh, a couple of the other ones that I've had on my show, yeah. and I'm like, if I if, if you let one one little hiccup or yeah, dude, being I'm ghosted gonna... by by one manager dissuade you, you you're not gonna make it. You know what's fun with
3: it. You know what I think is hilarious about it is when it, when or if I talk to people, like there's there's some names that I've talked to that you know we've we've actually connected with pretty quickly. and I'm actually very surprised that we've been able to do that. But like it's one of those, wow, like I leave it off as. If you don't want to do it now and you don't think that we're going to be something, I was like, I can't wait to see you in two years. And then I'm going to be like, hey, you remember that time that I reached out to you and I saved that? And I'm going to be like, remember you punked my ass and you ghosted me and now you're here? Like, right. you that moment. Like, that's what's going to end up happening. And I, like, whether or not we have some here and there, but like, I'm sure somebody, most people would be good, good people about it. You know, I'm not going to go up to somebody that's like, oh, you didn't want to show up. But like, you know, somebody, had, if I got Leo DiCaprio on here, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't go up there and be like, hey, buddy, remember when you fucking ghosted me. I wouldn't do that. Like, you know,
0: cuz it's Leo. Remember when we had 25 listeners and and it was below you and you thought yeah. it was below you because it probably was at the time. Dude, you pick up trash on a beach. How is it below you at your own birthday party? <laughs> that you throw uh, for everyone. No, else. Dude, I had, dude, one of the best feelings is getting because I we've had it with this and I've had a few times on my other show is reaching out and you're being like, ah, they, they, they probably won't do it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. And getting an email back from their manager. I, I had one, I recorded a podcast with Drake white, who dudes, one of the, uh, a big songwriter in Nashville, he's had a few hits on the radio and I was like, ah, I'll, i I was listening to him on a, a podcast or on a, a live concert series that he was doing with an artist who's really big right now. I was like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to his manager probably won't get them, but we'll see. And his manager's like, yeah, sure. Let's set up a time. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. This is, that's, that's the best feeling is when, uh, for me personally, is getting the, getting the email back from their manager being like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, what, what's your availability? Yeah. Dude, cause they need, they need that.
1: Whether they want to act like they don't, but it's just like, they, they, they need it. I mean, cause when you, it's just like, any exposure is good exposure, man. You know, any interview yeah. on Wall street, no, no publicity bad publicity. No, right. Like they act like they're so above it, but it's just like you gotta understand where you are as an artist. I tell the people I work with all the time, I'm like, man, take these and take these interviews with these people. Because with one of you know, with hot ninety seven and all these big, big big uh radio stations, they started out just like this, you know, yeah. but those relationships that you build you never
0: know man you never know some yeah. people i don't want to act out. like some, i don't want to act like some kind of big uh industry insider because i'm not i'm just some 22 year old who has a who, who rants about country music but um but i do i do have kind of a in insider knowledge a bit on, on how, like, how the workings of it go and people are like oh well, well h- how much did you have to pay Drake White, Kaylee Hammock, so and so to to be on your podcast, and I'm like, I don't pay them anything. Their 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 payment is getting the exposure, and may, maybe someone who's never heard of them before, they're doing me a favor by coming on and and letting me talk to them, and pick their brain, and I'm quote unquote doing them a favor by giving them more publicity. Not that yeah, they right. need it me me, but you, you you get what I'm saying. Yeah,
3: right. It might be that one other person. Like it comes it always boils down to that one person, man. It's not how many. It's just that one that thinks that you've got something and you're good. Like you can be used over a thousand times. Dude, this book, like in some of the success that I have, I gotta talk I gotta show you guys this, man. Like I might even have to pass it along for you. There's there's so met there's so much in here that I haven't even been able to dive into, like a good portion of it. you see that, Jim? Look at that. That's a oh, man this is a fucking
0: book to read and I'll tell you like what's some... a, what's what's the title for for the people listening on Spotify and Apple music and who it's who's a, a buy? Tool
3: of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And he takes all of the interviews from his podcast. Just, and he's also the guy that created the four hour work week and the four hour body. So if anybody already knows who that is, but, um, he's taken pretty much all the bits and pieces of all the people he's ever talked to rich, famous, everybody, and put all the stuff that they told them in here. This is like in a little instruction manual of how to be successful, get rich and don't give the fuck up on anything ever because you, it's going to be that you, one time to show up.
1: Question, and, do you feel like do you feel like it's not a coincidence that most successful people successful people sort of operate and they apply the same attitude and policy? You think that's a coincidence or just I like, think the commonality
3: no. is the, I, the attention to self-education. Really. It really, the attention to detail and when they really want to like, you can learn, you don't need a, you don't need a college degree, dude. It's well, shown. I mean, you can okay, get a college degree off the internet so you, you, you can get at, college anywhere and everywhere. It's in your fingertips with your phones. There should be no reason for you to be able to figure out how to start a business somehow.
1: Even so let, if me you, answer this question, let me answer this question. Yeah. And this makes shift gears, and I apologize if it does. Do you feel like the American, well, since you're, you know, you were in the military and stuff like that, do you feel like the American school system is designed to make money as opposed to teach people?
3: No. I think it's designed to create little drones of people to listen mm-hmm. to their word. Like, you better listen to it, teach them how to teach them how to be, you know, good little puppets of, do this do that the the question of asking why is almost dead and gone like if you ask why we're be it's like there's a conditioning being done and it's sad like i don't see a i don't see the public schools in any way to make money if you want to go and be a teacher and work for a public school then i mean and but live by really live sad. by the taxpayers that's sad like I, that's not a good thing to do
1: but i would i would say that i feel like the american school system is designed to make money just because it teaches us in the smallest increments of knowledge. Like if we go overseas to like Japan or something like that, the shit that they're teaching us in kindergarten is like bullshit compared to what they learned. That's the only reason I feel like they I feel like they teach us topics and things at such a slow pace mm-hmm. that it allows them to make funds because of the small Information they give us on a year-to-year
0: basis.
3: Yeah, and I mean the fact. Well, that- yeah, no, I think. Yeah, you're good. Go ahead, Dustin. Go ahead.
0: I think a lot, a lot of what they teach in the U.S. It's all very, it's it's a broad, it's it's a mile wide and an inch deep. Whereas I think with in other countries, it's a foot wide and a mile deep that they teach all that stuff. And I think that's that's the problem. You see, you third graders never- can equations yeah
3: but you also have to remember like the money and the value and the economics too like the same kid that's going to yeah. school in a third world yeah. country is not getting the same shit that we're getting here but that kid's probably getting better stuff than some of the kids that are getting here believe it or not because the shit that's right. funded here on most stuff
0: is terrible I mean, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a freaking so, idiot so what well, i know yeah
1: i mean but you don't ever think to yourself like okay when i graduated high school the first two years of college you're getting the same, the same education that you got. Like, I, didn't last, I didn't
3: learn. I didn't learn shit in high school. I learned how. Oh to no, I, I I learned. I, I, I learned how to that buy at weed. All, at all. Like, <laughs> like I learned. I didn't learn shit in high school, dude. I played soccer and I did. I played hockey. That was my thing. And uh, I. I thought I was going to ride that shit to forever until I got hit with fucking life, dude. Like life wanted to kick me in the nuts more than enough times. And I needed to figure my own little spiral way out of it. And the Marine Corps is what brought right, it up. Right,
0: so right. I yeah, mean, I didn't, I, I were PEMDAS in high school. That's, a, that's, that's all yeah, I, dude. like
3: I learned more about that's,
0: life. That's all, in I, the, that's all I
3: recall. From it. Yeah, dude. Like the four years of the Marine Corps taught me more about, I learned the most of my life then. I've never learned as much as I have in those four years than I've ever learned in my entire, you know, So would you, would you say 28 that like,
1: years extra, you know? Would you say that like that was because of the school system or would you say they're not teaching? Because I mean, I'm going to just give you my opinion. My opinion is just like, I wish they would teach more real life subjects. Like I wish I would have learned about yeah. credit. How to buy, ta- how to, how to buy stocks. Buy, right. <laughs> things like that. Like if there taxes. was at least one class Change because in time. high school you you graduate and it's you know you graduate at eighteen and it's like you get all these letters in the mail oh you're approved for five thousand you're approved for ten thousand if I would have known how to leverage you know if I'd have learned how, know how to leverage um, credit and taxes and stock coming out of high school I would have been in a way to buy a better. house change the right. tire the, littlest, like thing. That. the right. littlest thing littlest thing just the littlest Correct. things,
3: and make you proficient in it. Not like you stick the fat kids on on the track, make them run their fucking fitness test. They're not going to pass, but they're still going to be able to graduate because you know they're fat, and that's you know it, it's whatever. Feel bad for them. Correct. And then Correct. like I and I I'm I'm sorry if anybody gets offended by the word fat. Like I was fat. I was still kind of am fat. I'm still improving I, myself. I was. But like, damn, fat. I was fucking fat and shamed all of you for really not saying anything to me. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, goddamn. <laughs> I've taken this time of, like, reinventing myself. I I used this. It was, like, prison for me, really, even though it's not. But, like, it was a lot more time to read, obviously. A lot more time to learn things, like, change my life. I I stopped putting poison in my damn brain and watching Tiger King and all that shit and fucking – Moving on something. to what actually could help me. Tiger King didn't help me do anything other than to know don't smoke meth and don't fucking go to Oklahoma's zoos with fucking meth gay guys.
1: Like you But just I, stay guess away I, kinda, from- I guess I kinda I guess I kinda asked the question because we both have you know sons and it's like Yeah. Well my son, you know, my, our parents well my parents they're they're older, they didn't have the knowledge to teach us credit and stuff like that. So now that yeah. I have a son like you know he already has a bank account now. Every yeah, time got 529 we got five
3: twenty nine set up, you got it all. Yeah, bro. like you know, I'm
1: I'm setting him up. Edward Jones
3: one percent. That nah dude. You right when he away, gets to be
1: a teen, dude. when he gets to be a teenager, we're gonna have financial literacy conversations. I'm be like, go, listen, man, your credits here because of what I did. If you do this shit, if you do this bullshit, you're not gonna have this credit score. And credit is king. Well, cash man. is king, but credit cash is king. no credit,
3: king. credit's right. queen. Let's be real. Credit is
1: queen, cash is king. But if he doesn't know that, if he doesn't, because the schools ain't gonna teach him that shit. It's it's up to me to.
3: So you know what I did? Actually, you're gonna love this. So my kid got some Christmas money for, for Christmas, like normal. And he wanted to spend it on some toys. Well, I let him spend a little bit on some toys. But then I told him on this next piece, I was like, listen, you want to spend some money. You want to go to the store. I'll let you do that because you're five years old. You want to get out. I understand being a kid right now in this world is shit. So we'll end it. We'll end the show with how like I saved the world on an idea here, even though I didn't really. But um, what I did was is I said, all right. You're sitting in the house. you got a whole lot more screen time than normal because it's break. You can do things. Plus, your school's going to be on screen all next week, too. I have a better idea. If you want to spend your money, how about you spend it on anything that will either make you stronger, faster, smarter, or a Mm -hmm. better person? That's what I told him he had to spend his stuff on. So, you know what he ended up getting? He ended up choosing to get a skateboard because he wants to learn how to skateboard. So, that's good stuff. We're going to be outside. It's an activity. He wants to learn how to do that. Plus he wanted to get uno so that way we could play a count a card counting game and i'm going to show him what a draw four looks like i can't hey, wait so. to teach him that <laughs> i already hit him tonight with a red shell on mario kart before he <laughs> went to bed right before he was going to win and he was pissed so you know and then i told him there ain't no friends in mario kart and then he was like he's a better shit talker than you know brad Marchand. you can ask you can ask kevin he told kevin <laughs> that he didn't exist <laughs> yeah this guy's
2: uh his son is his son is a, a legend with the insults
3: with the chirps man and he does it yeah. professionally with no swearing he can make he, it's 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 actually really cute to be honest it's like the he's the perfect kid that was like my dad will beat up your dad except it'll be one of those like uh my dad will just shoot your dad so like that's more or, <laughs> or less his own.
0: <laughs> so
2: that's that's where we'll leave mr it.
0: machado your your son threatened another kid's <laughs> another child's father with a firearm we'd like to talk to you about it
3: oh yeah that'll be great that'll that'll be the day i'm i'm I'm, I'm, i've already had one of those calls i smacked my wife on the ass um once and my son saw it and thought that was the way to do things and there was a little girl in his preschool class that he thought was a good idea he smacked her on the ass and went nice jeans he gave her a compliment but he smacked her on the ass and he did it (laughs) and like you know my kid's only five but you know at the same time i was like yo bro good job but i'm like damn dude good initiative bad judgment <laughs> like you can't do that yet you gotta when you're 30 years old you'll fall you'll understand when you get older what the rule is when she open the door she walks in you smack her on the ass like that's the way it's supposed to be well uh, <laughs> it's just you'll see bud you'll see
2: just don't do that
3: he was five when that happened he smacked her on the ass and was like nice jeans (laughs) i'm just like geez bro like no way (laughs) this is this is and then we got the email later on that day and my like we just kind of looked at each other and i was like well that's embarrassing but not really because then i had to go to a uh, little parent play games board games day the next day and i looked at the teacher and i'm like i'm so sorry she goes honestly it happens more than you'd know (laughs) and i'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) you be surprised. Like, I'm like, okay, at least my son's not the first time you've seen someone do that. I'm sure that you've had seen worse. Yeah. Being a preschool correct. teacher and you know. all. But man, all right. what a show. Thank you,
0: Jermell. All right. This was good. Yeah, thank you. We hey, get, like
3: this has been a this is our longest show to time I think right now. <laughs> this is good. Go oh, ahead, wow. Dustin. Bring us on out.
0: Yeah. Any uh, anyone got anything to uh to add or are we we good to go? I, I, I had a lot should, of fun. I think we
3: should give Jermell a moment to shout out all them socials, his production company, everything. Anybody wants to give him a, give him a work because we are seeing the SoundCloud now. Yeah, man. Anything yeah. you got?
1: So it's um, it everything is everything is Sleepwalk Nation, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I'm on SoundCloud, Sleepwalk Nation. I'm on Apple Music, Spotify. Artist Sleepwalker. Uh, I'm gonna be releasing music very very soon, probably in the next week or so. Um, and then I got a couple artists I'm working with out here in Dallas that they're going to be releasing music very soon. I'm excited. I've I've been doing a lot of writing and producing for some people, so they're going to be coming out too, but everything's kind of going to be under my production company, which is Sleepwalk Nation Productions. Uh, it's, It's based out of Dallas, but we've been working with people from Florida, from New England, from the West Coast, so um it's it's gonna be great, man. I feel like you know 2021 is gonna be a great year and uh we're we're excited, we're very excited.
3: Dude, if you bring Slim Thug out of retirement to come, you know, do some, drop a next big one, you know, like better than I run, you know, something like that. And, uh, <laughs> it's you, crazy and, because um, this
1: one of the studios <laughs> I record at Mike Jones records at, and uh <laughs> I've been kind of like I I keep missing him, but you know, that made that that
3: elevator be, time once in a while. I mean, you know, I was thinking about hitting
1: that number, you know, two, eight, one, three, three, you know what I'm saying? I kept think, <laughs> thinking about hitting that number, but yeah, but it's, 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 I'm excited, man. Like I feel like, I, you know, I've been wanting to kind of branch out and I feel like I know where I want to do. I know what I want to do. I know where I want to be. And I'm, I feel great right now. Like about everything. That's good.
0: On, so good. Yeah, man.
1: yeah.
0: Jamel, thank you for coming on, dude. You're a Florida Gator. It's goodbye to me but more importantly than that i love talking music with anyone who, who really understands and very introspective about it i love i love talking about that stuff i could talk about it forever so big thank you for coming on we will see you guys next tuesday for the wet down episode 12 see ya see yeah all right <laughs>